Hey everyone, welcome back to Send It With Steph. I'm Steph Fleckenstein, your host, and today I'm recording a very exciting podcast. Sadly, it's just me. Um, I'm in Australia right now, so time differences definitely make it challenging when bringing on guests, but I am going to talk about my recap from the American Downhiller Camp that I helped coach last year and this year that happens in May. So basically what the American Downhiller Camp is, is it's a camp in Mammoth where it's targeted at kids from U14 all the way to FIS and they go over the basics of speed skiing and some of the more advanced technique for the older kids and it's run by Marco Sullivan and his wife Anna Sullivan who is formerly known as Anna Goodman, one of our famous Canadian slalom skiers. So it's run by those two, but they've brought in a huge support from a bunch of past speed skiers in the U.S. as well as kind of present ones and a couple who are just freshly off the circuit. So it's a really cool camp. I love it. Last year was my first year coaching and I had so much fun. It's a very cool experience, but they hosted in Mammoth and this was the first year that they did a FIS specific camp. So that was pretty exciting because when you have a wide range of ages, especially when it comes to speed, there's just a huge difference in ability. And for speed, you really wanted to give those FIS kids a more in-depth look at speed training as well as some more like targeted training versus when we're working with some of the younger athletes we try to go into more of the basics and really get them dialed in on kind of the fundamentals of speed so that when they progress further they're skiing right and it's safe but this year I got to help coach the fist camp which was so exciting because There's only like 10 of us coaches and I think 30-something athletes, so it was a great ratio for kids to athletes, and I had a great group. I had some kids that I coached last year, which was really fun seeing some familiar faces, but also just watching their progression. Like last year, (laughs) I was with the U16 girls, and seeing them progress from last year to FIS is unreal, and it's just so fun to watch. Like I get why people love coaching it's it's really cool to see kids invest in the sport and progress throughout the years our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball championship finals nhl hockey conference finals Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. So essentially, the camp is five days long, and we basically get onto the hill at I think like 7:15 or 7:30. And we're generally off the hill around noon because that's when it starts getting really hot and the snow just becomes a little bit more unsafe. But this year, the weather was unbelievable. Like, it was so hot and sunny, but it worked well because they were able to throw salt onto the courses, which if you're not familiar with skiing, that's 
they put salt onto the snow when it's really moist and it um, basically turns it into more of like a solid surface or like an ice. And so they started doing that, which was great because then it held up for a lot longer. But it was just very cool, like starting from the top, just being surrounded by past, present and future racers who are all passionate about the longevity of speed skiing in the U.S. is something that until last year I hadn't really known about and it makes so much sense because first of all ski racing is such a specific group of people it's a very tight-knit community no matter where you're from even if you're from a major club or a huge ski resort it just is a tight-knit community and the higher up you get the tighter it gets because there's less and less of you but just being surrounded by them all and realizing how much work and passion goes into creating like a thriving program was really eye-opening for me because I came from Whistler where we had like 40 something kids in my U16 group and then when I moved up to FIS we still had over 20 I think and it was primarily based on GS and slalom but being from Whistler it's a big mountain and we did have the opportunity to ski some speed which is why I kind of got got into speed. But ultimately, there was not a huge like speed community and there wasn't a lot of knowledge on it or like people around to kind of share their experiences. And that is like, it's so important for speed because it is such an experience discipline and just getting to be a part of this camp over the last two years has really opened my eyes to how important those role models and those shared stories are which I hadn't really thought about before and along the lines of community I mean it's one thing to have a superstar speed skier from your town who everyone knows and who everyone looks up to and it's a totally different thing to have access to those skiers and that's exactly what the American Downhiller Camp is doing they are giving access to U16 and U14 kids who normally wouldn't be able to talk with me or like Keely Cashman and Alex Wilkinson and Tommy Beesmeyer and Sam Duprat like those were the coaches that were there when I was at the camp and it also gave them access to all of these legends from the past in U.S. ski racing like AJ Kitt and Marco Sullivan I mean those are huge names and the fact that these kids were being introduced to them and creating a relationship with them where they eventually felt comfortable enough to ask questions and hopefully be able to listen to the stories and take something away from that I think is huge because it does make a big big difference like even me being exposed to those types of skiers is huge and I was just like full of questions full of asking for advice asking what they thought of my plan and just basically trying to soak up as much of it as I could even though I was considered one of the coaches I still was just so excited to hear what they had to say and even if they were silly stories like it's still so great to hear what people went through and how they kind of obtained the success that they did because ultimately that's what we're all in search of like we're all trying to get to that next level and we're all trying to be successful but it's not a simple path there and it's very cool to hear all these different stories from 
athletes who have gone through it. I do think if I, as a younger athlete, had had those kinds of role models easily accessible and kind of around and even helping coach, I would have viewed speed differently than I do or that I did. I mean, now I have a totally different respect for it and I see it in a totally different light. But when I was younger, I don't think I fully understood what it meant to be a speed skier and also what went into becoming one because that was just so foreign to me and I was pretty, I don't know, stuck in my circle of kids my age and kids a couple of years older, but there wasn't really a community where those types of role models in Canada were accessible. And I mean, maybe other athletes had different experiences, but that was just mine. And I think that it is very common. Like even when I go to the ski club and in Whistler and try to kind of interact with the fist group, it feels a little bit like uncomfortable and feels like they don't really know what to do when I'm there. And I don't not saying I'm at the same level as some of these unbelievable skiers and the people that I'm still looking up to. But at the end of the day, like I am better than a first year fist skier. And I think that there's a lot to learn from any athlete that is at a higher level than you. So I just I'm hoping to help create more of an open environment when I do go back home. Something about the camp that's very special and I think hilarious too is that we do dryland as a whole group together every day and I mean they go they ski in the morning and then everyone goes back to their rooms and has lunch and does whatever they need to do but every day we all meet down at the field and we do dryland and play games for like an hour and a half and it's really funny having all the coaches and especially like the current racers like myself and Keely and um, all the other ones that were there. It's really entertaining having all of us also playing the games because I think it makes us a more relatable environment for the athletes and it like shows that they can talk to us and they can reach out if they need to. It's It's not so much like a hierarchy where the coaches are um, just doing this and all they're doing is like leading the dryland and they're not actually participating versus what we were doing is fully getting into the games with them we were doing everything and it was it was a very fun dynamic and it also like helped us kind of relate to the kids more it helped us see them on more of a like even playing field which is something totally unique that I don't think a lot of camps actually have. Another idea along those lines is something that has been very beneficial for me, but I'm hoping also beneficial for the camp and the racers that go to it. But I, myself, and some of the other current racers had the opportunity to ski the courses that the kids are training to not only like set the line and kind of show them what it looks like when a speed skier is going down it but also to like show them that we are approachable and like I learned so much about I mean I didn't learn so much about my skiing I think that it was great to get some miles on the speed skis and it's never a bad day skiing speed in the sun but at the end of the day it wasn't like full intensity training but 
I did have the chance to kind of relate to the kids more on the chair and ask questions and ask them how they thought a certain turn was or how they approached something. And then when we would do our slip midway through the day to um, to fix the snow and stuff, I was able to stop with them and be like, okay, is this the gate that we were having issues on? Like, do you see the different lines? Do you see like where we're going? And I think that was something very unique as well. But um it's something that you don't normally see in any type of camp where they have current racers. I think that it's not something that normally happens and it's just a very special thing. And I think it's very valuable for both the kids at the camp and also us racers who were there. Like it's a humbling experience training with a bunch of kids who are 10 years younger than us. Oof. Another huge point that I've become much more appreciative of as I've gotten older, but also as I've kind of navigated my independent ski racing path is how much work the main coaches of the camp were putting in and how passionate they were about it. Like they were on the chair probably an hour before the rest of us younger coaches. So I guess I should probably explain this. Like they have the coaches who are kind of titled like the main coaches are the ones who are older, they're the ones who actually have coaching experience, who understand how to set a course, how to do all those types of things. And then they bring on like the younger coaches who would be like myself and other current racers as we bring a kind of different perspective. We bring our like current experiences and we also, I think, have an easier time relating to the kids, which helps them open up and helps it become a more like encouraging learning environment so when I refer to the main coaches I'm referring to the ones who are slightly older they have more experience they've actually coached before Uh, they understand how to set a course those types of things but basically those coaches would load way before us they'd set the courses they would be putting the salt down like constantly going up and down the course making sure everything was safe everything was good for our kids to train they're standing in one spot some days for hours in the sun like one of the coaches came back with a full-on straight burn above where his goggles were all day so it's I mean it's a huge commitment for them and it's just very cool like living with them while they're doing all this coaching stuff because I think that normally when you're an athlete with your coach, you don't fully understand how much work is going into it. But when you're actually working with them and you're on that side, like the coaching side, you firsthand get to see it all. And it's just so incredible how much these people care. And I mean, they very easily could have not done half the stuff they did. And the kids would have had no idea. They wouldn't have understood that it wasn't a perfect training environment but the fact that they did put in the extra effort was huge and it made the biggest difference especially for us current athletes who like we're helping coach we could see the difference in the courses and see how much work was going into it their hard work also did not stop on the hill I am totally guilty of this but like when a coach goes home <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm sure the last thing they want to do in their like three hours of free time is talk about skiing and answer a million questions. But I was just so excited to be around all these cool people and 
to hear their different stories so I feel like we were all kind of egging each other on and I um these nighttime chats we had over dinner and kind of in the evening were so so fun for me because I not only learned a lot about how I should be approaching ski racing but also just like hearing some of their stories and how they managed to survive through it is just so funny and it it just shows like how human everybody is and I think that a lot of times with professional athletes and like people who are world champions and Olympic champions and we kind of picture them as like superheroes and it's like almost unattainable but being surrounded by them in kind of a normal environment was so good for me because I was hearing them talk about stories that I've totally been through or situations that I could just only imagine going on in Europe and those were some of my favorite parts because while it wasn't straight up coaching in the um, standard sense it was some of the best coaching I've gotten and it really opened my eyes to what's possible if you put in the work so what I gained from the overall camp and I'm very excited to take home with me is that there are so many ways that we can help build the ski racing community both for me in the future but also while I'm still a ski racer and it showed me like how important community is and I think that we in Canada do have a pretty strong male community as far as speed skiing goes and I think it's quite tight-knit and they have a lot of people to look up to but in Canada we haven't embraced it in the same way for females so I am very excited to take some of the lessons I learned from the camp and also some of I like got so many ideas from it that um, I just think will be so beneficial for these girls in BC and in Canada to learn about because it's just you need to actually like put effort into the community in order for it to grow and I think we're seeing the repercussions of so many years of neglecting the women's speed program and it's just not it's not at the place where it used to be and you know we have a long history of really strong speed skiers and I think that we can get back there but there needs to be a lot more investment from current athletes past athletes um you know the future generation people they need to be more engaged and I am really excited to hopefully uh (laughs) encourage some of that engagement once I get home and hopefully start some conversations because yeah I just see a huge value in it and I wish that when I was younger I had had the type of the type of community that I'm now seeing growing again in the U.S. That's kind of all I have to say about the camp. Overall, it was such a freaking fun experience. I cannot wait for next year's. I mean, it's clearly a year away. Um, I am more excited for other things first, but I think it's one of the coolest uh, camps I've ever helped with, and I feel very, very lucky to be a part of it. But Also, in other news, hopefully everyone's been watching the NBA playoffs because I'm a big Golden State Warriors fan, and right now 
the series is tied 2-2 with the Boston Celtics in the finals. So make sure that you're cheering for Steph Curry. He's honestly the GOAT. If I could be like any athlete, it would be like him. So anyways, I appreciate you guys listening this long. I Oh, I know why I was going to talk about NBA because – I have been listening to Draymond Green's podcast. He has a really good podcast that he's been getting a lot of controversy over because he has been recording a podcast after every single NBA game in the playoffs. And people are saying he's not focused enough on the playoffs and he's too focused on the podcast. But I freaking love it. It's unreal. I get to listen to him talk about the game every day. And it just has really... I mean, it's made me respect him a lot more as a player, but it's also given me a lot of ideas. And I am planning on starting a series coming up because skiing is going to be off for a while. And I'm going to kind of go over recapping the big World Cups of the year and what I was thinking, what the place was like, and yeah, all that jazz. So make sure you tune in every week for new episodes and subscribe if you're able to you know give me five stars if you like listening and thank you so much for tuning in i will catch you next week thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.